G'day, it's Adrian Bow and Troy Malcolm on the Adrian Bow Podcast, and today we're really happy to uh, have uh, one of McGrath top agents uh, from Ride Office, uh, Stefan Bertram. How you doing, mate? Very well. Mate, welcome. Thanks, welcome. guys. Yeah, it's been... We're, we're uh, here on a Friday, relaxing in Sunny Friday. Sunny yeah. Friday. It doesn't feel like winter. <laughs> but no, uh, it's great to have you, mate. We really appreciate you coming along. And I suppose the first question, mate, and the obvious one is... We look at um, your initial presence within the McGrath Group, and you, you know you were a principal at, at, at another agency, um, and you were focusing on you know a lot of the wrong stuff. Um, and obviously now joining the group, you've you've using your highest and best use, which is listing and selling real estate, and obviously the rest of the stuff has been delegated. So that seems strange, I suppose, for a lot of people. It's like, oh, why would you close an office and join a brand to be an agent? But it also makes a lot of sense. Because because you know you're not your highest and best use is not dealing with photocopiers or, or receptionists. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's listing and selling real estate. As fun, so, as, as, fun as that is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, as a result, you've doubled your GCI business. Yeah, okay. year, year one definitely. Um, I think we, we definitely. I, I definitely doubled year one, and I think I was saying off, off offline. It's um, it's a few things. I think hanging around the right people. I think you know the brand that it came from. You know the figures we were doing. You sort of the, the top of the mountain. Where mm-hmm. you know coming into a world class brand like McGrath, you know you, you're not even top fifty. And that you know not not from not like that's everything, but it is important to be able to jump on the phone and have instant live real time answers to some of the challenging questions you have as an agent. Mm-hmm. The other thing I think about is um you know you look at a marketing budget for example. I think as an EBU I can play big. Mm-hmm. As a um, as an office I was playing small. And mm-hmm. you look at like I think we spend around anywhere from a hundred. So hopefully, you know, 150,000 this year in marketing, you know, profile marketing for an office that's tiny, for yeah. but for an EBU that's playing big, and I think that's the decision you've got to make is that um, you know, outside of the 20 staff that we had, and, and you know, just removing that and being able to be completely focused to my clients and growing my team. Um, I think the other flip side of that is playing big as an EBU compared to playing small as an office. Your numbers have always been something that, you know, a lot of people would hope for their whole office, right? A lot of the sales that you guys make and the systems that you run and the processes, a lot of officers would aspire to achieve those types of numbers. Have you always gone to that niche of being, we're going to be giving six-star customer experience excellence, but we're also going to be focused on the more, the more, having more opportunities to talk to more buyers, to talk to more vendors? Have you always been volume-based because of what you wanted to achieve as an EBU as opposed to just an office? Um, yeah, good question. I think um, I think for us, we've always had a, um, definitely myself and, and, you know, my old business partner, Michael Dowling, like we've always had a culture of, um, um, a culture of personal development. Yeah. And I think if you do that, uh, you know, sometimes, eventually you just got to implement and, you know, naturally the more business comes and then I think you, you start to, you know, you never want to turn away business and therefore that's where the team comes into it. Evolving the team to make sure we have specialty roles and, um, and, and I guess I love what I do now because I can just focus on listing and selling property and, and, and rather than obviously running um, a wider team. But yeah. also, even with an EBU, like I look at the team now, we've got specialty roles. You know, James Jen is the absolute world best at listing yeah. um, strata properties in Ride. Yeah. Where that might not be my passion. So I think rather than doing an appointment at 8 o'clock on a Tuesday night that I'm not passionate about, um, it's great to have the right person in that role. Just like a photo shoot, you've got Alexia or Megan will go there, make sure the property shines. But also just, you know, if, if we need to reshoot the whole thing because it's raining, we're not going to rush it. Like, they're passionate about that. So, yeah. or maybe, buy, you know, buyer management. I think handling buyer inquiries is probably something a lot of top agents probably do too much of. And what I mean by that is, 
you know, when you're in between appointments and you're bouncing into a listing presentation, you get on the phone to a buyer um, who's asking some good questions about the market and, and can you help me buy it? I think sometimes the lead agent can be too rushed. Yeah. And I think as a, you know, as a buyer specialist, maybe you can sit there, ask the right questions, give world-class service, and really take them on a journey, you know, what, what the market's offering in regards to buying, rather than, you know, maybe as someone like myself, if I'm too rushed in between appointments, I might miss something that, that's crucial for that buyer or miss something that we can help them with. Mm. It's amazing the, you know, very, I'm very fortunate to have called a number of auctions for you, mate, and I get to see James and Maggie, the way they operate. And it's so true, Adrian. The the specialisation of those two individuals, I think, is not only uh, a testament to the systems and structure you put in place, Steph, but also the fact that they're growing. They're, they're key to the next generation of successful real estate agents. And that's something that I know that we're very focused on, Adrian, and Stefan, I know by just organic design, they have been with you for an extended period of time. They probably will stay with you as long as possible. We see that too often, that young people come into this industry, uh, or least experienced people, they stay with an agent that they learn a lot from within the first six to 12 months, and then they think they know it all. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a flaw in this industry that we don't nurture them through the process and we actually grow them to a point that they're the world's best listers of strata apartments in right, yeah. like James is. And it's a good point. Look, I, someone told me when I first got into real estate that um, you, know, you, can, you can not train them and they stay yep. or you can train them and they leave. Yep. You know, which one which one's worse <laughs> yeah. and I think um, you know so I've always invested in my team you know whenever someone joins with me I'll have a coaching call 8.30 Wednesday morning as I'm driving to work mm-hmm. but then you know when someone first joins in the sales with James and Maggie we used to do 8am for an hour um, training on a Friday and that was me giving back it's like if you can have a, you know, a top agent um, sitting with you and that's something I wish I had when I first started in real estate so that hour on a Friday morning used to be me giving back to them what do you want to learn is it scripts and dialogues do you want me to do a listing presentation do you want me to do a negotiation and I think giving back is a big thing uh, we also got a, a culture of accountability so I think when we set our business plan at the start of the year we stamp it and then when something is off track it's just like that's not how it's done here yeah. and I think everyone truly believes that um, and I think the reason why I speak to a lot of agents that don't let you know someone negotiate on their behalf or don't let doesn't let someone else list an apartment even though they're not passionate about it and it's because they haven't trained them to be better than them I truly think Maggie's probably better at me in negotiating sometimes because she's more patient in the negotiation. Yeah. She can spend two hours with that buyer where I might have another meeting to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, where James, I think, you know, no one knows the ride slash Metabank apartments better than he does. So why would I go to that appointment? He's actually better than me at listing that property. So it just goes back to specialty roles and then training them to be actually better than me. So when my back's turned, I know they're actually doing the best thing by the client. Well, it allows flexibility and freedom. Is that something that you've consciously designed or is that something that you've learned through the successes and also the challenges of your success? Yeah, I think we've learned it through failures. It's like, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I went through, I went through a, a bucket load of support staff when I first got it, started looking at a leverage model. Yep. And I think I had like, oh, I can't even remember how many support stuff I had in the first five years of, of trying it and I, you know I think eventually I worked out the common denominator I mean, all, me, it, the common denominator in all these failed relationships is actually me Yeah. and then I went to some of the best teams in McGrath and I sort of yeah. started, said how do they do it I remember actually um, called up John McGrath when I first got to McGrath and said look can I actually take your assistant um, for a meeting not him yeah. because, you know I think you know I thought who's the best John's pretty good well let's uh, it was Jackie at the time and yeah. I actually met her in this room and I said look you know tell me everything it takes to be a good assistant and, and I think by doing that I think learning what 
makes them tick. And a big big thing for support staff is appreciation yeah. and giving back. And that's one thing John's always been great at. And I think that's one thing I learned with that individual meeting. But I think to answer your question, it's it hasn't been by design. It's, it kind of feels like we're making a, building a plane midair. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I just love where this industry is heading, um, Stefan, you know, listening to you and, and also where this business is going, us as a brand. you know, I mean, you look at you who's sort of closed up shop and has started their own EBU, um, where in reverse you've got a lot of younger agents who strive to be a standalone agent because mm. they're an associate agent. But a lot of them think that because they think they're going to earn more money and get market profile. But it's very easy to obtain all of that under the umbrella or as a, as a co-agent alongside a standalone agent. Then you look at standalone agents who have an aspiration, some sort, sometimes a bit delusionally, um, around owning their own office. And then they, you've got to be a bit careful what you wish for because you own your own office and then suddenly um, you know, the encroachment around listing and selling is pretty high. And sure, you get your name on your door, but are you really working at capacity? So I like how the, we're, we're looking at you and Michael, you mentioned Michael Dowling, your business partner, who's also got his own EBU within McGrath as well. And I look at both of you now and I, look, I see two people really on purpose. Yeah. I see two people that have got two or three staff that are working alongside them. Every day all, all you guys are doing is listing and selling real estate and being in front of people making decisions. Um, and I just think this is the way super teams are headed. This is the way the industry's headed. Um, because you look at the profitability of an EBU, I mean, let's face it, apart from your labour costs and yeah. some marketing in your car, that's about well, it, right? Well, I, I publicly say in six years of owning my own business, even though we had 20 staff, we bought Elgin Hooker down the road, we renovated our second office in that yeah. six years, we didn't make a profit once. There you go. You know, banks didn't want to touch us, and I think there's this obsession with buying a, a, your own business or starting your own business yeah. to grow an asset, where if you do an EBU right, the banks will throw as much money as yeah. you, you leverage through that, and yeah. you buy heaps of property outside of real estate, and when you stop working at whatever age it is, mm-hmm. you actually get to keep that asset ticking over throwing yeah, money right. where an asset like a property management rent roll, mm-hmm. you then got to find a buyer. And um, going back to, I think McGrath's really nailed the super team model, but also they're not just championing the successes of their top performers, but I think the new agents coming through, like you said, James Jen, I could you know, rattle off quite a few um, associate agents or sales agents that work alongside a team. And, you know, I think it's amazing. Like James Jen um, is getting married this Saturday. He's, um, um, he, he's going to take four weeks off and he's, you know, I'm probably going to sell four of his properties while he's away. <laughs> yeah. you know? And, um, you know, well, and you know, I remember last year he had five weeks off for an e-rico yeah. in January and he came back to five listings, you know? So yeah. I think... If you were to say what's the attractive, you know, because I constantly ask these agents, you know, what's attractive about plugging into a super team, and the thing that comes back is daily coaching because it's lonely. Yep. Yes. It's lonely when you're by yourself, yep. but also keeping your match fitness high because you, you know, you might have two listings one one month, but you might have four the next month, but none the month after. But to be able to rock up on a Saturday and do ten open homes with your super team, it just keeps your match fitness high. And it's fun, right? Yeah. I, I get a, a lot of sense as soon as I walk into one of your properties, as soon as I walk into your office. People are having fun. And I reckon, Adrian, that's one thing that I would say about owning an office for those that we've interviewed that have previously owned their office. A lot of them say, it's tough. It's lonely. We didn't make a profit. It wasn't fun. Now they've got specialization and focus on what they're doing. You can tell it in Stefan's voice. Yeah. The yeah. energy and excitement of Probably being... too much fun. Yeah. <laughs> but even like, you know, like in Michael Downey's another great success story where he's, he doubled his business 
You know, so I think there's a bit of meth, you know, there's some method behind the madness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and look, I'm very proud for someone who's been working in the brand 24 years and obviously, a, you know, a, a shareholder in the business to, to be able to allow and create an environment at McGrath that we can have launch agents, we can have uh, growth agents like you, pinnacle agents like you guys that can plug in to our resources, our infrastructure, our branding and really have super teams and businesses within a businesses, brands within yeah. a brands. It was always my method methodology when I was in full-time sales, Stefan, was, hey, you know, earn your money and, you know, your asset is really investment property. So I was buying yeah. investment properties constantly. I was like, no one's ever taken them away from me. And as you said, the banks are all over you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, it's it's a terrific uh, model and, you know, as we're very proud as a brand that we can uh, offer that. But also what you talked about with your associates, I just love the fact that what you said is, you know what, Maggie or, or, or James, they're, they're better at actually their sub-roles than I am. You know, Absolutely. That, yeah. So I was the same. I was like, you know, when I delegated callbacks or when I delegated buyer inquiry, it wasn't because I was above it, but I trained people who I knew were going to be three times better than me at it because more patience, more time, more empathy, you know, and, and, and higher service levels for that particular task. But in terms of me being in front of, you know, people listing real estate, that was my highest and best use. And, yeah. I'll, you know, that's what I And you can look at owner in the eye. You can look at owner in the eye, shake their hand, say, we are going to get to the 100 best buyers in the market and make sure they come through your property. Correct. When you're standing alone trying to do it all by yourself and you think you're the best at it all, you, you shake someone's hand, you look them in the eye as a client, and you say, I'm going to get the 100 best buyers to your property, mm-hmm. but it's actually not going to happen because you run out of time. But yeah. By having a, the best at the biz, in the business of Riley, Maggie, or James doing those actions, it's actually going to get done. And um, yeah, look, I think the, something that popped into my head, you know, going back to the plugging into a super team, is also the expense. No one looks at profit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the first thing some agents, when they start, is they want to get the assistant, or even two assistants. And sometimes I look at these teams and I'm like, the expense that's involved, that just eats away all your profit. Where if you can plug into a super team, they've already got a few hundred grand in wages and you don't have to pay a cent and you can just leverage off the back of that. But yeah, it's just... There's a certain level of maturity around developing a super team and being able to let go and have that delegation. And I think it's, a, again, a testament to Stefan's business and the way that that's grown over um, such a... What, what we would consider, uh, you know, we just interviewed... Uh, we had a recent interview with Matt Steinway that's been in the, the industry for, feels like a long time and Adrian yourself it takes a level of maturity and a, a mature approach to really have that specialised focus mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's a reflection of Stefan's business mate I want to know quickly what are you most excited about in the next 12 months like what does uh, your team look like your structure number of sales where are you going honest, in the next to, 12 months to be honest it's a really interesting market out there and we're enjoying it and what I mean by that is um, the team and I want to set the pace in a marketplace um, you know, and, I, and what I mean by that is like, like we've, I think this year we've had eight properties um, that weren't able to sell round one and, and then we, th- those clients have been attracted to us and, and I think it's, this is a great market with the right brand you can actually stand out from the crowd and, and I think we were chatting offline with um, another agent while, while waiting for the interview and um, I think 2018 it, you know, times are tough, and you think about if someone's knock on wood, someone's kid child was sick, and mm. and you know, and it, when times are tough, no one's looking for the the newest doctor or the coolest doctor or the cheapest doctor. Mm. They just want the best household name, and I think twenty eighteen is that for real estate is where we're, you know, our business with a you know dynamic team, but at the same time a household brand like McGrath backing us. It's just um, people are asking how cheap can you do it. People are asking they want the they want the specialist, and that's what excites us. Look, you know, I'm hoping that the market 
can't recover as ASAP. But at the same time, it's challenging us um, every single day out there. And, it's, um, and it's, yeah, I guess that's what's exciting us at the moment. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. And the beauty of being someone who's listening to this, uh, Stefan, who's you know, just getting into the industry is that, you know, they can aspire, not necessarily to own your own office, but you can aspire to be the head of a super team. Yeah. But before that, aspire to be part of a super team. And even before that, you know, be a CSM or a BDM or something. Yeah. And, you know, there's just so much to learn. There's so much to, to evolve into in this industry now with all the specialty areas where, where I first joined the industry 30 years ago, there was property management and there were sales. Yeah. Now, now property management's got new business property management and and leasing and now SARS. 40 years. Yeah. 30, you've been, you've, you've been in real estate longer than I've been alive. There you go. 20 years old. Showing my age. I love money. I, was, I knew where you were going. Right away. But like, then I was going to say, like, sales has got, obviously, a CSM role, it's got associate agent role and listing role. So there's, it really is a career path. It really yeah. is something to, to aspire to now. So terrific, mate. Really appreciate your time today. Yeah. Thanks and, for having me. Mate, we are we are so fortunate, Adrian. We say it every single week, and I'm going to say it again. We are so fortunate to have people that are not only so giving of their time, but also sharing their IP that they've developed um, to share out with our network. And not only that, to share with the greater real estate industry. We're so fortunate to have those people as part of our brand. Um, Stefan, personally, thank you, mate. I know that you are super busy at the moment, and I know you've got a lot on. But to take the time and sit down with Adrian and myself, you know, we really do appreciate. And hopefully, um, you know, there's a lot more of this kind of going forward because we see the benefit of sharing ideas and IP and that's what makes us unique. So, mate, thank you. Thank you again, Adrian. Another Thanks, amazing for episode. for reminding me that I'm a team elder. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> tri- yeah. You, you are the ultimate tribal elder now. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. I'll the take tribal that. Elder. No, thanks, guys. And look, keep up the good work. It's amazing. It's only making the, um, the industry better. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to see uh, where this all goes. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you.